Hey everybody, my name is Caitlin. And I'm Nick. Thank you so much for tuning into Morning Breath today. If it's your first time with us, welcome. Morning Breath is a daily devotion where one of our pastors and a co-host read a chapter of the Bible the night before, come in the next day, and read it on air with you guys, whether that's on YouTube, Spotify, or on the radio. Yep, and if you're wanting to learn more about Morning Breath or just anything about East Coast, you can find links to both our website and app in the description below. If you're a leader in a church or business, come join us at the Parkway location for the Global Leadership Summit. It is an event happening around the world led by Craig Groeschel. It's August 5th and 6th, so mark your calendars now. It's important that you do it now because as businessmen, we got to fill our, you know, our schedules get pretty busy. I'm not <laughs> yeah. a businessman, but you guys would know. <laughs> <We> find, <laughs> find more information on our app or our website for that event. Well, that's everything from us. Let's jump into the word. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. What is up, Jessica? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You look great. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> you look so good. So handsome. So refreshed. So awake. Those are the things you want to know. About I your... wish I looked like No, those, those are the things that you want. And you're like, handsome, great. But like, do I look awake? Yeah. <laughs> Do I look refreshed? Yeah. Do I look like I slept at all last night? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. What's new? Anything new? Not much. July. I'm July. just adulting. It's hot. We're yeah. adult. Yeah, adulting. Man, kid, you just don't know when you're a kid. How no. good you have it. No, you don't know. We don't have a summer. No. <laughs> yeah, like summer break. And actually, what's funny is I used to have a summer because I was a homeschooler. Yeah. Mom, and I, I still am knows. to an extent, but I'm not doing all the actual teaching anymore. And so, no, the summer is not exciting mm. as much as exciting now because now the kids are home. And what do we do with them? <laughs> they just, they, well, they're still doing some school. Yeah. And they're playing, living their best we life. We give a list to our kids over the summer. Then so, a few camps too. Yep. Youth camp. Yeah. Soccer camp. Yep. Football training. Yep. Those Golf. are happening. Golf. Our daughter's golfing. Just so cute. But yeah, we give them a list. And some of the things on that list, if you're interested, or if you're not, here we go, is uh, help someone. So they have a checklist on the fridge, and every kid has to help someone. Like so every what, day? Every day. Help someone. What does that look like? Can I? How can I help you? And then they help whoever they've chosen to help. It's so simple, but it makes them think for one moment of the day about someone else other than themselves. Yeah. Um, obviously, their chores, reading an hour a day. They're all doing some form of math just to keep that thing going in them. And, oh, outside time and like 20, 30 minutes a day outside. Oh, and play a game. Play a game. So play a game that's not on a device. Play a game that's not on a screen. Like checkers. Remember checkers? <laughs> <laughs> play a game. So I, those... I got to imagine what that probably looks like. Like play a game checkers. Do you know what's like... funny? No, do you know what they actually do? They take that thing from Cracker Barrel that's a triangle that has the, like, golf things, yeah. golf tees in it, and they play it alone. I'm like, that is not the point. You're supposed to be playing with someone else. That's Hudson's go-to. He's always like, I'm playing the Cracker Barrel game. I'm like, great. That's Whatever. a good game, though. It is. It's fine. It's for, like, brain power. Yeah. It's a it problem-solving is. game. It is what it is. Yep. Whatever. Adults, I'm at that phase in life where I can do something – during the day, or I could do something at night, but not both. But I can't do both. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I'm at that phase where going to bed sounds better than just doing something, right? Like I just... love going to bed. 
I just literally do. I'm like, at that phase eight. where sneezing hard can cause an injury. Oh, I was like, what are you going to say? <laughs> I know I do. Sneezing hard, coughing too hard, standing up too fast, looking too fast. You know, these, those can the all cause is, injuries. The best is yet to come. <laughs> the best is yet to come. Like back in the day, um, I would, it would require me falling like out of a tree to get hurt. Yeah. Now it's like sneeze too Stand hard. Stand up. Yeah. yeah. Sneeze okay. too hard. So let's talk about, since we've been talking about our kids, our question of the day is actually from someone different. It's from Sharon Hughes, okay. David's mom. Okay. Hi, Sharon. What's up? Her question for us is. You know, Sharon, funny story. The first time we did communion with the portable communion cups yeah. or individual communion cups before COVID. Yep. So it was like pre-COVID. Um, the first time we used them, it exploded it. on her clothes. Oh, no. Yeah. Did that happen at church? Did we help her? I'm sure we helped her. Yeah. Yeah. It exploded on her white jeans. Oh. <laughs> That's not good. We're sorry, Sharon. Thanks for it's sending in a question. It's not a laughing matter. Oh, my gosh. Those things are hard to open. I would be so roasted. You know what I did the other day? I dropped Taylor, one of the people that work here. We're all eating tacos and everything at a staff meeting. And I dropped this hot sauce, and it hits the ground, and I see it spray across the ground. And I follow it, and I look up, and it's all up her leg. Like, she had jeans on, like white jeans. Oh. Like stonewashed, stonewashed, like whitish blue jeans. And I'm like, oh no. Oh my gosh. It, like, you need she to was carry like four a feet, stick She was four you. feet away from me. Like she, That's like crazy. she was like over there. I dropped it, goes boop. And I went, Projectile. I was looking, I was like, oh no, I spilled it on the carpet. And I look and I follow it. It was like, oh no. We're sorry, anyway. Taylor. We're sorry, Sharon. So, what's this question? <laughs> so Is it about sorry. stains? No. There's nothing to do with How it. How to remove a stain. Shout stick, stain stick, whatever. Okay, before we met, mm. how many kids did each of us want? I, I didn't think about kids before we met. I didn't have a number. Is that something only a girl thinks about? Like you no, wouldn't think? No, no, I know some guys are like, I want a lot of kids, like that's. Did you want kids? I didn't think about kids. <laughs> I, didn't have a, I didn't have it on you my mind. You didn't have a box for kids. Not really. It wasn't something that I, I figured I'd have kids. I, you know what? I always wanted a girl. Like, that's what I would say when people would ask me, like, what do you want? I was like, I want a girl. And actually, you know what I would say? I totally forgot about this. Who knew how to do gymnastics? What? Like, to do flips and cartwheels. Stop it right now. Yep. Ask Jillian. You? Jillian spoke. will know this. Jillian, I'm going to text you right Seriously, after Seriously, ask done. her. I bet she'll remember that. That is so crazy. We have never talked to it. Do you see how precious these questions are? What this produces for us? Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. Like, seriously. How many kids did you want? We have a kid, a girl. Who does gymnastics. Who does gymnastics and flips Prof and... Prophesy. Seriously. I also said I really Think want gray hair, you say. too. Well. <laughs> be careful what you say. <laughs> That's funny. Did you really? Until I got gray hair. Oh. Yeah, I was like... I really like gray hair. I think it'll look cool. You know what I really want? A million dollars. No. A billion dollars. <laughs> a billion dollars. We're all going to have a million dollars real soon That's from true. inflation. That's true. Like, That's true. Everyone will be a millionaire. Therefore, no one will be a millionaire. I want a billion dollars. Yeah. Or we could use it the other way. I never want a billion dollars. I want a million bitcoins. That is true. Bitcoin has got to get a grip, <laughs> though, for sure. It's so stressful. Um, how many kids did I want? I don't. 
know if I ever knew a number. I definitely knew I didn't want an only child. Like, that was insane to me to think, like, to have an only child. I just wouldn't have thought of that. Because I grew up with all kinds of siblings. I have a full brother, full-blooded brother from my mom and dad. And then I have a half-brother and a step-brother and an adopted sister. So I had, like, one of everything. And plus, both my parents were one of seven kids. And so I never would have thought to have just one kid. And so you know where this is going. So after we had our first child, Reagan, Matt was like, yeah, I think I'm good. We're good. We're good here. He's great. We're great. You know, it's a lot of work. And then I'm like, what? We've never talked about having one kid. But maybe we never talked about having more than one kid. Obviously, we've never talked about We this. didn't dig too deep. I mean, we got married young. I was 24. You were 20. And barely. Yeah. I mean, I was barely 24. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility. I mean, I was super immature still. Like, you know, playing Xbox Live as my fun. <laughs> <laughs> playing Zelda. Zelda. And Mario. Oh, my gosh. Right? Like. Yep. So um, then we had Hudson. Halo, too. <laughs> so then that worked out, and we had Hudson. Then we had Adeline, our little baby girl who does gymnastics. I But I did that. want a third child. So I actually yeah. was ready for a third child. Once we had a second child, I was yeah. like, I thought Once we were going to be done at two. We yeah. both thought we, we were going to we be done at two, done but two. I realized, like, no. No, I want a third child. Yep. So yep. started to grow up a little bit. Sort of realized what was important. Yep. Experimented on our kids a lot. Yeah. Grew up, we grew up with our kids. Yeah, especially Reagan. You got to realize that you, a lot of times you're growing up with your kids. Like, yep. might have to go back and apologize for some things. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure you do. We apologize to our kids all the time. <laughs> and they apologize to us, so it works out great. Yeah. It's mutual, mutual apology. All right, so we're in First Samuel chapter 25, and it's a long one again. I'll go to 22, and you're going to start at 23. All right. Yep. All right. Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him, and they buried him at his house in Ramah. Then David left and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now there was a man in Maon whose business and possessions were in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the man's wife was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was intelligent and beautiful in appearance, but the man was harsh and evil in his dealings. He was a Calebite. David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing a sheep. So David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel and go to Nabal and greet him in my name. And this is what you shall say. Have a long life. Peace be to you, and peace to your house, and peace to all that you have. Now I have heard that you have shearers. Now your shepherds have been with us, and we have not harmed them, nor were they missing anything all the time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell, tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your sight and be well treated, for we have come on a good festive day. Please give whatever you find at hand to your servants and to your son David. When David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all these words in the name of David. Then they waited. But Nabal answered David's servant and said, Who is David and who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants today, each of whom is breaking away from his master. So should I take my bread and my water and my meat that I have slaughtered from my shearers and give it to men when I do not know where they're from? So David's young men made their way back and returned, and they came and told him everything that was said to them by Nabal. David said to his men, each man put on your sword. I feel like this is that moment, like in a girl fight, you're like, hold my earrings. It's on, right? <laughs> so each man click, put on his click, sword. Take your flip flops off. Take, take your earrings off. Hold my earrings. Get ready. Pull, 
for your weave to get pulled out. That's right. Okay. Put on your sword. So each man put on his sword or uh, eyelash extensions these days. <laughs> David also put on his sword and about 400 men went up behind David while 200 stayed back with the provisions and supplies. But one of Nabal's young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, listen, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to bless and greet our master, and he shouted at them in contempt. But David's men were very good to us, and we were not harmed or treated badly, nor did we miss anything as long as we were with them when we were in the fields. They were a wall of protection to us both night and day, all the time that we were with them tending the sheep. Now then, know this and consider what you should do. For evil is already planned against our master and against all his household, but he is such a worthless and wicked man that one cannot speak reasonably to him. Then Abigail hurried and took 200 loaves of bread, two jugs of wine, five sheep already prepared for roasting, five measures of roasted grain, a hundred clusters of raisins, and 200 cakes of figs and loaded them on donkeys. She said to her young men, servants, go on ahead of me. Behold, I'm coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. It happened that as she was riding on her donkey and coming down by way of the hidden part of the mountain, that suddenly David and his men were coming down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have protected and guarded all that this man has in the wilderness, so nothing was missing of all that belonged to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so to the enemies of David, and more also, if by morning I leave alive even one male of any who belong to him. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Pay no attention, my lord, to that wicked man, Nabal. Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool. <laughs> and Folly goes with him. As for me, your servant, I did not see the men my Lord sent. And now my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal. And let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord, your God, will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord because you fight the Lord's battles and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my Lord will be bound uh, securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord, your God. But the lives of your enemies, he will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. When the Lord had fulfilled from, has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord success, remember your servant. David said to Abigail, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping uh, me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as sure as the Lord of God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to me, not one male belonging to Nabal would Nabal would have Nabal. been Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her hand what he had brought him and said, "Go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request." When Abigail went to Nabal, he was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and very drunk. So she told him nothing at all until daybreak. Then in the morning, when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all these things, and his heart failed him, and he became like a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. 
Nabal. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He has kept his servants from doing wrong and has brought Nabal's wrong doing down on his own head. Then David sent word to Abigail, asking her to become his wife. His servants went to Carmel and said to Abigail, David has sent us to you, take you to become his wife. She bowed down with her face to the ground and said, I am your servant and am ready to serve you and wash the feet of my what? Why why are you laughing? Of my Lord's servants. Abigail quickly got, are you laughing at the Bible right now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Abigail got quickly on a donkey and attended by her five female, and attended by her five female servants, went with David's messengers and became his wife. David has also married Ahinoam of Jezreel and they both were his wives. But Saul had given his daughter Michael, Michal, or Michal, David's wife, to Patiel, son of Lahish, who is from Galim. Like These real names. housewives of Israel all <laughs> over again. Like he had a wife from Saul and Saul took her and gave him to someone else. And like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. I was just laughing because it's like her husband, whose name means fool, dies, like keels over and dies. And then she's like, he's like, be my wife. And she's like, yes. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Uh, I do love... Abigail, I think she's so smart. She ex- uh, exhibits such wisdom and discernment, and man, she's tough too. I mean, she took matters into her, her own hands. But I love this prophetic word of blessing that she spoke over David when she was trying to get him to basically not destroy, kill her husband, kill her kill husband, all her kill people. all her people, maybe kill her sons if she had sons, kill her servants or whatever. Like she was like pulling out all the stops. But she says. To David, should anyone rise up to pursue you and seek your life, then the life of my Lord will be bound in the precious bundle of the living with the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies, those he will hurl out as from the center of a sling. And there's so much in this. She's basically saying, you be blessed. And anyone who tries to come against you, the Lord is going to take care of from the center of a sling. And I think that this was very specific wording that she used to show David that she knew who he was because he killed Goliath with a sling and a stone. And I think in this moment, Nabal acted like, who is David? Who is that guy? Like, he 100% (laughs) knew who David was, I think, in my opinion, in my educated opinion. I think that Nabal knew who he was, and he was just being a jerk. Plus, it says that David's men were protecting his land. Yeah, like, he he repaid good good with evil. Right. And Abigail took that moment to be like, no, the Lord will hurl your enemies out of here from the center of a sling. Basically telling him, I know who you are, and I respect you, and I honor you, and I pray this blessing over you, prophetic blessing over you. I just yeah. thought it was so smart. I do. I've I never th- seen that before. Well, what I what it kind of sums up here in verse 33, may you be blessed for your good judgment. Um, she had good judgment. Yeah. And she was blessed for it. Yeah. And David, she was putting that on David, like, may you be blessed for your good judgment. Mm-hmm. No, he, he was said putting that, that to her, her rather, right. and for keeping me from bloodshed this day, yeah. from avenging myself with my own hands. Yeah. When have you used good judgment and you were like thankful for it? I'll give you an example for myself. Uh, when we switched over to um, Dave Ramsey's budgeting. Yes. And we started using it's good judgment. Yeah. We started like saving money, then spending it. Yeah. As the pretty much the standard for our lives. Um, I'm not uh, against borrowing for certain things we have we borrow for certain things mm-hmm. 
but as a standard, um, having the money before it's spent <laughs> was great judgment. Yeah. And I'm super thankful Changed to where it's everything. gotten us in life because we were doing it the other way around. From yeah. like day one, we had nothing. We would spend it and then work super hard to pay it back. Yeah. And then we got to the point where we had a couple houses, you lost your job, you were making really good money, and those houses became not no my more. fault that I lost my job. No, it was technology. Yes, technology stole my job. Yeah. I was a medical transcriptionist, and it went from me listening and typing everything to computers typing everything, like Dragon Speak and all those things started coming yeah. out. So it just you got, were making good money. Sometimes yeah. you know forty to eighty bucks an hour. Yeah. Um, and then you went from that to making like eight dollars an hour. Um, that was so super tough. Yeah. But we we were not using good judgment, and then we use good judgment. Yeah. That's a good, that's what I think for me, my best answer is marrying you. Uh-oh. That was good judgment right there. Adam. Adam. <laughs> Just yeah. saying that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was good. That's good Let's word. jump into more of that. Um, you know, good judgment goes back to tactical leadership and being smart and wise. Sometimes uh, our instincts are to attack but we may not need to attack in this situation and we would rather use good judgment yep. and wait, yep. have some patience. Yep. Let God handle the business. Yeah. Let God take care of it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a great book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and it talked a lot about um, people hate to be corrected. People hate to be corrected. They hate to be messed with. They hate to be, you know, told that you've done something wrong. And so do a lot less of that than you think you need to. Yeah. Um, do more encouraging, more things like that. That is, uh, I think, very important. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, I really liked verse 31, and she said, this is still her kind of giving him this speech, and she is speaking to his strong character and integrity here. She's basically saying, remember who you are. This is where she's like, don't do it. You'll regret it. Don't make these choices. You'll regret it. And she's saying, remember who you are. And don't allow a fool, this is what she says, don't allow a fool to cause you to throw all that away. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a life lesson for, for all of us. For me, like if someone is attacking me in a way or misunderstanding me and I want desperately to be understood the way that I want to, you know, the way that I meant it or my motive or whatever, like don't let a fool, consider the source. Don't let a fool, especially social media and the way that people can say whatever they want with no retribution, with no, like, oh. they, they could just sit behind well, a computer yeah. and a keyboard and they just that. say whatever they want and there's no yeah. consequence. And But yet it's an assault against you. But, like, consider the source. Remember who you are in the way that you're going to respond. And then David thanks her in the thing that you were just talking about. He thanks her and says, thank you. Blessed are you for your wisdom and discernment and then thanks be to god he also recognized that she was being led by the lord in the way that she was dealing with him and so yeah. consider the source remember who you are um don't allow a fool to cause you to throw it all away yeah boom got him yeah do you want to say something about that or did i say yeah anything? i just want to say something about facebook and social media in general it's not the place where i will engage in arguments or debates or in intelligent conversations, to be honest with you. I will not right. do it. Yeah. It is not a platform that is reality. I have been in some pretty intense arguments with people in real life, mm -hmm. and I'm still their friend. Mm -hmm. In fact, we might have became better friends after the argument. Yep. 
Um, there was respect shown. We're looking at each other eye to eye. Healthy conflict produces but I've had trust. some lame, pretty lame conversations with people and very minute arguments with people on Facebook that they will not speak to me. Yeah. Like, it's the friendship is gone. And it's it was, like, really not much. Yeah. I've had some pretty intense conversations with people on social media, and it was disastrous. Yeah. It's not a format for respect. It's not a format for understanding. Mm -mm. It's a place where people can snipe and build like like a sniper yeah like snipe you like snipe with comments they can go in and just pop and leave and run they can team up against you they can Mm -hmm. you can you're form formulating responses that are not real because you've thought about them you've rewrote them you've calibrated them uh you you've executed them to just go in and cause mass damage to prove that other person wrong and then that person, their friend gets upset and decides to read and, and, and do a whole whole dialogue. So good judgment with 10 seconds left. Stop arguing on Facebook. <laughs> Speak in real life. Yes. Talk to people in real life. Don't Love allow people a fool to cause you to throw it all away because character matters. That's and right. it, it is not worth it. So Thanks for listening. Yes. We'll see you next time. We love you. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321 454 4531. That's 321 454 4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. 
I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.